0: Aren't you glad that you serve a great big God? Amen. He's bigger than all of our sins. He's bigger than any mistake, any confusion, any work of the enemy. Our God is bigger. Amen? Hallelujah. Glad to see you this morning. See your smiling faces. Being in the house of the Lord together. What a blessing. Glad to have uh, the Hope Center guys here with us this morning. Our brothers in the Lord. Amen. take your liberty in the lord and help us and we'll just move forward amen, amen. um uh, i appreciate everyone that uh uh represented uh, jesus and and the church and uh, Ozark memories day and uh, thank you for everything that you've done there you're uh, whether uh proactive in uh, prayer or in uh, uh giving or uh just participation in whatever way it was i appreciate that so much uh open up your bibles if you would to uh Uh, John chapter 13 and 1 Peter chapter 4. John chapter 13 and 1 Peter chapter 4. Now, uh, in your lifetime, have you ever seen a greater onslaught of division than what you're seeing right now in the world? Never, never. I've never seen where the devil is so strategically trying to divide people. He's dividing us. Uh, in every way possible. That's His goal. That's His desire. And so, uh, you and I, we've got to come back to the common denominator that puts everybody together, and that's Jesus. Amen? And uh, so, you know, if you'll you'll just follow the Spirit of the Lord this morning, I'm just going to have to hit some high points, and there's going to be some things that you're not maybe not fully understand, but we'll we'll dive into them deeper as, as in the preceding days to come because I don't have time. We just we don't have enough time to do uh, what we would like to do, but we're going to do the best we can. Amen? So you pray for me that I'll, just, that, we, uh, that I'll just yield to the Spirit and we'll do what He wants to do because you're here this morning and there's an opportunity for a miracle in your life. Because any time that you bring Jesus and I bring Jesus, the two of us, when we come together, we can agree in prayer, and the impossible can become possible. Amen. I've slept very little this week. Been th- th- there's been a lot of activity in the spirit. I, there's been a lot of I, I see what the devil's doing, but I see how big our God is. Amen. And so this morning, if you will, if you will, just yield to the Spirit of God, you'll yield. Here, you'll leave here this morning with a newfound hope. You'll leave here with a newfound freedom, but. Uh don't trust in yourself, don't trust in me, trust in what the Spirit of God is revealing, Jesus, the Word to you this morning, amen? Come on now. See, the Bible tells us that Paul said in First Corinthians 13, he said, I can have faith to move mountains. See, we, we talk about faith all the time. But Galatians 5, 6 tells us that faith only works by love. See, he said, if I don't have charity, if I don't have love, he said, I'm nothing. And, and so, see, what the devil is trying to do, he, he's trying to keep you and I in the place where uh, the hurts, the aggravations of life, the, the situation, the circumstance that we're seeing would keep you and I from operating in love. Because if he can keep us from operating in love, he can stop our faith. I don't care how much faith you have. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. You may be able to quote this whole Bible and that's your faith but if it's not by the if it's by the letter of the law rather than the spirit which is love then we've got a problem amen so here's the here's what i want you to write down on the table of your heart this morning the holy ghost said i want to show you how to finish forgiveness how to finish forgiveness and if you and i will do that we will avoid vengeance finish forgiveness. See, when you got born again, when I got born again, God started a work of forgiveness in our life. And and Jesus on the cross took all the vengeance that was ours. But we've got to let him finish that forgiveness so we can avoid all vengeance in our life. All right, bear with me. John chapter thirteen, let's read two verses of scripture for sake of time, starting in verse number thirty four. We'll read verses thirty four and thirty five. John chapter thirteen, verse thirty four if you're there, say Amen. Jesus says, a new commandment I give unto you. Aren't you glad that God's a giver? He's a giver. Amen? And so if He's given us a command, He's given us the anointing, the ability to uh, live by this command. A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as just as much in like manner. Amen? That you love one another as I have loved you. He loves us with an everlasting love. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. That you also love one another. By this, by this love, by this command, by your obedience, by your acceptance thereof, by this shall all men, all people, the whole world, they will know that ye are my disciples, my pupils, if you have love one to another. Say, I've got love. 1 Peter chapter 4, 1 Peter chapter 4. For sake of time, let's just read verses 7 and 8. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7 and 8. But the end of all things is at hand. Do you believe that? But the end of all things is at hand. Be ye therefore sober, and watch unto prayer. And above all things, have fervent charity. Have this love, this love that's without ceasing among yourselves. For charity, for love shall cover a multitude of sins. For love shall cover a multitude of sins. Brother Donnie, would you pray? Lord, thank you for this opportunity to give us, Lord. Thank you for this day, Lord. Let us steal our minds from any outside interference and outside voices, Lord, and step into the word, Lord. Yes. Amen and amen. Thank you for being here once again. Thank you, Brother Donnie, for your prayers. Hallelujah. Um, so, right now we see a, 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 a very acute attack of the devil to, to bring division and, and to cause people not just to dislike one another, but to hate one another. There is a spirit of hate that is uh, actively uh, being ministered by uh, the spirit of Antichrist, Uh, And and, and we see it. And we understand. We know what the Bible says. We know where we're at in the time frame of the last days, the latter times. But we also know that the devil, uh, his desire is to get people out of step, out of time. Uh, And he wants to hurry things along uh, in in the sense of he doesn't want the great awakening, the last day's harvest, to happen. And so uh, what... Just let me lay this foundation just for a little bit. The reason why we're seeing what we're seeing is because uh, Peter talked about uh, he acquainted to what happened on the day of Pentecost was a type and a shadow that the prophet Joel talked about. That there would be a, a, a harvest of the latter days, of the last days, and there would be a pouring out of the Spirit of God like never before to bring forth that harvest. And so... Uh, Today, we're seeing right the opposite of that. And we're seeing people uh, who have been believing for that harvest and believing for uh, uh, lost loved ones, lost friends, believing for whole communities. We're seeing them give up and just sit down and say, well, I'm just going to wait for the sounding of the trumpet. I'm going to wait for the coming of the Lord. Well, you and I, we need to hasten the coming of the Lord by being about our father's business. Amen. And we need to be in the place and the position to love people. And so this this morning, uh, I want us to be in the place where we recognize and understand that everything that has happened in your life, the devil has strategically worked in your life to keep you and I bound by our past. He doesn't want us to walk in forgiveness. He doesn't want us to, to be able to accept the full forgiveness of God and not let it just be that we're forgiven and thus Therefore, as Brother Corey and Brother Justin were leading us in worship, that we're justified, that we're redeemed, he, he he would be all right. He'd rather you not, but He'd be all right with you going to heaven. But He doesn't want you to be in the place where you take people with you. And see, the way we take people with us is that we let the, the forgiveness that was started in our life at that old-fashioned altar in our heart, and we let God finish it, and we recognize and realize that there's little things in our lives... Uh, that would keep um, God from being able to put all the wrath on Jesus on the cross. See that the, Jesus He took that on the cross for us, for all of mankind. But if we're not in the place where we let finish, uh, let the finishing uh, of forgiveness be evident in our life, we're not letting Jesus take what He was destined, prophesied, ordained to take. Because if we don't walk in that finishness that finished point of forgiveness, then whether we recognize it or not, that vengeance is still an open door in our own life, through our life. God wants to uh, finish in us, but He wants to finish through us forgiveness for a whole lost and dying world. Amen? And so this morning, there's, there's people here that, first of all, you need to forgive yourself. You need to forgive yourself. Because if you don't forgive yourself, you're you're in the place in the position where the Bible says that if I don't forgive, then my Father can't forgive me. Right. And if I'm not forgiving myself, then all the vengeance that uh, is due to me that Jesus died to take from me is still going to be applied to my life. Right. And not only will it be applied to my life daily as I walk through this life, but I will allow that... Uh, and, and certain ways and avenues to start to come out of my life, and it'll go into those around me that, that maybe even I love dearly, maybe that I, that I, I, I want to fellowship with, I want to be a part of. But uh, not only will it go to those, but it will especially go to those people who I might not see eye to eye with. And see, that's what the devil wants. He doesn't want the church to come in the power of grace. The power of forgiveness, and so this morning, that's what we're going to talk about. Now, notice in First Peter chapter four, uh, and, uh, Peter here is he's he uh, he's had the revelation from the Lord that he's fixing to to uh, go home to be with the Lord. He's fixing to be. Tradition tells us crucified upside down, and so as he's laying out his heart, he he wants the people to have this this message that he ministered to in person, but he wants us uh, that he's ministered to by the Spirit. Uh, to have this message as well. That the end of all things is at hand. Now, as as he wrote this some 2,000 plus years ago, if the end was there then, how much closer are we today to the end of all things? And so, he says, but the end of all things is at hand. Be ye therefore sober. This word sober is from a Greek word that means to be sound-minded. To be sound-minded. I don't know about you, but as I listen to the news media... As I as I listen to different people talk, I've never seen a time in my life when people, uh, they will tell you a blatant lie looking you eye to eye. And they not only want you to believe it, they want you to embrace it and to become uh, uh, just a, a parrot, just to just to speak out the same thing that they're saying. But you and I as a church of the living God, we've got to stand strong and speak out what this Bible says. Amen? So... Uh, he said, I want you to, to know that the end is here. So in the end, he said, if he's given us the command to be sound-minded, then we must recognize and realize that there is anointing of the devil to pervert your, my, our sound mind. Amen. And he said, the only way that we could be sound-minded, he said, what? He said, watch under prayer. So uh, if you and I, if we're having some situations in our mind where we're struggling, where, where the enemy is, is bringing deception or, or maybe trying to bring up some past feelings or some past defeats and situations and circumstances, I need to come back and I need to get in my place of prayer. And in my place of prayer, he said that I could come back to a sound mind. See, right now in this room, if the Holy Ghost would open up your spiritual eyes, my spiritual eyes, we could see all sorts of evil spirits. We could see all sorts of heavenly angels. We could see all of these things, but these evil spirits, they're trying to sit on your shoulder, my shoulder. They're whispering things in your ear, and they're trying to convince you and I that it's how we feel. It's our thoughts. And so you and I, we've got to do what... Uh, the apostle of love said in John chapter 4, we've got to try the spirits. We've got to test them and see if they're of God or not. And if they're not then we cast them down. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Because greater is in you. The Holy Ghost that is in you is greater than any lying spirit that would try to talk to you and I. So I've got to learn how to be sober. I've got to learn how to be sound-minded by prayer. In other words, uh, I'm feeling something. I'm seeing something. There's, there's something that, uh, of my past. There's a, there's a scent that is a trigger in my life. There's a, a word that is a trigger in my life. There's a person that's a trigger in my life. And I need to come back to that prayer closet and I need to say, Jesus, this is what I'm feeling. This is where the direction that I'm being pulled. I, I, I want to make sure that my mind is not being perverted. I'm not being a toy of the devil. Show me the truth. And I get in that place of prayer and all of a sudden, I recognize that what I was thinking, what I was feeling, what I was seeing, what I was about to start talking about was not of God. Amen? And I'm watching under prayer. And all of a sudden, I, I, I see the hand of the devil. And then I see the hand of my Jesus. I see the Lord Jesus Christ. And he puts and he steals and he stops what the devil had in store for us. Amen? Yes. All right. So, how do we do all of these things? We, we, we've got to come to the place. First of all, look what he said in verse number 8. And above all things, have fervent charity. Have, have a have this... Uh, this 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 burning in your life of love that that will uh, be without ceasing, and so the, what we've got to we we've got to stop ourselves and we've got to say now wait a minute, I, I I know that God loved me, He loved me enough that in Romans five eight that while I was yet a sinner Christ died for me. God demonstrated, He exhibited, He rehearsed before my eyes His love for me, and Jesus died for me so I've got to come back and I've got to say now if I'm feeling something if I'm sensing something that isn't provoking an act of love provoking a work of love a word of love then I've got to say now I'm going to try that I'm going to test that that's not of God And so the Bible told me to have fervent charity, told me to have a a love that was without ceasing, a love that would complete some things. So if he commands me to do that, I know that I have an anointing to do it. So you tell the devil, you say, no, you don't, devil, in the name of Jesus, God has gave me an anointing by his spirit to love. And and so I'm I'm putting an end to this. today's the day I'm putting the end to what the devil's working in my life I'm going to love I'm not going to be confused I'm not going to be in a state of confusion I'm not going to be in a state of anger I'm not going to be in a state of misunderstanding but I'm going to say no in the name of Jesus this is it today's the day I'm going to let everything be swallowed up in the love of God by the blood of Jesus and I'm going to leave here with nothing holding me back nothing limiting me they're not going to control me because I'm under the influence of the Holy spirit of the living god the most high amen that's what we've got to live by we got to believe that all right so this morning is he says and above all things have fervent charity among yourselves for charity for love shall cover a multitude of sins every one of us in here i don't or at least i can speak for myself i shouldn't be speaking for you i could talk to you all day long and never cover my sins I mean, I've got sin after sin after sin after sin. But the love of God has uh, come into my life. The love of God has come into your life. And because of the shed blood of Jesus, uh, as they were talking about this morning in worship, we're justified. It's just as if we've never sinned. And so we need to walk in it. Um, Hold your place here. And let's go to the Old Testament, the book of Proverbs chapter 10. And let's see some things. In Proverbs chapter 10, verse number 11. The mouth of a righteous man, a righteous person, say, the Bible's talking about me. Talking about me. Come on now. The Bible says that Jesus Christ was made sin that you and I, the believer, the child of God, can become righteous. Righteous. Second Corinthians five twenty one. 21. So, the mouth of the righteous is a well of life. Right. Woo! Yes. Out of your belly yes. shall flow rivers of living water. There, there, there is a well of salvation, but there's rivers of living water in you. And so we've got to pull out of that well the, the truth. Okay? The truth is I, I've made some mistakes, but I'm not going to let those mistakes determine my future. Right. People have hurt me but I'm not going to let what they've done to me determine how I feel about them or how I feel about myself. Come on now. The devil wants you and I to always be in the place where we're feeling sorrow and defeat from the past. You and I, we've got to look at the victory that Jesus has afforded us. Amen? Amen. All right. The mouth of the righteous is a well of life, but violence covereth the mouth of the wicked. We see that right now. Now look at verse number 12. This is why we came here. Hatred stirreth up strife. Hatred stirreth up discord. Proverbs 6.19 tells us that that, that's one of the the, the seven things that God hates. Discord among the brethren. And so we usually look at that and and look at... at, uh, Somebody else, but I can sow discord among the brethren myself. The Bible says that Jesus is the firstborn of many brethren. I'm his brother. Come on, you're his brother. We're a joint heir with Jesus Christ. But if we come in agreement with the devil or what we're feeling or what we're seeing, then we're sowing discord. Because discord means to break unity. And so I can't let the devil tell me, oh, I don't like that person. I can't let the devil tell me that I don't like myself. See, I've got to love myself before I can love anybody else. And so, I've got to see that God loves me. God loves you. And so, you've got to receive that love from God. And you, as you receive that love from God, then you're able to, first of all, love Him. But you're able to love yourself. And when you truly love yourself, you can love brothers and sisters. You've got to finish the forgiveness. Amen? Don't hang on. Those things that we, we done in the past, we all made mistakes. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23. But you and I have got to be in the place that what happened happened. But now God looks at the blood of Jesus. Amen? And so I'm going to move forward. I'm going to let the forgiveness that He started working in my life, I'm going to let it be finished. And I'm not going to be angry. I'm not going to look, be looking for vengeance. Amen? I'm going to be looking for grace. Hatred stirreth up strife, but love covereth what? Some sins. Woo! All sin. Now you and I, because we're we're in the flesh, we 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 could we would all sit down here, and you and I we would rate certain sins. And well, now this is really bad. Now anybody that does this, you know, but. I'm down here doing this, and so that's not as bad as that. So sin is sin. That's right, Brother Dottie, because I'm judging. And I'm not judging, like Jesus said in John seven I'm not judging righteously. I'm judging according to appearance, according to experience, and according to the way that I think. Well, I, that's all right if I'm thinking according with, to my mind being renewed by the Word of God. But if it hasn't been renewed according to the Word of God, then I've got a problem. Amen? Come on, that's what Paul tells us in Romans 12 too. So, I, I, I've got to see that love covers a multitude of sins. So, if I'm going to be able to to look at at somebody through the eyes of God, if I'm going to be able to be used by God in this last day move of the Holy Ghost to bring a, 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 a revival and a, an awakening, to see uh, the last great harvest, I've got to be in the place and the position where... I, first of all, know that I am forgiven. And because I'm forgiven, I know that the reality of forgiveness is greater than the reality of sin and judgment. And I'm going to be able to then to impart what God has imparted to me. Amen? So, I, I, I've got to see that that there's no place for you and I talking about the past. That's don't... Come on. What did he say? Hatred stirreth up strife. When somebody's forgiven, they're forgiven. When you're forgiven, you're forgiven. Don't let the devil come and sit on your shoulder and say, Oh, you know what you did. God doesn't know what you did because of Jesus. Jesus. You walk in that, you walk in that forgiveness, you you walk unencumbered, you walk in liberty, you walk in freedom, knowing that you're forgiven, and because that great uh, gift of forgiveness has been uh, by the grace of God been administered in your life in my life let 's give it out to others. amen, we can freely do that. all right, go with me to acts chapter twelve let 's see some things now, this is i'm just having to hit some high points, and we'll in the future with the lord 's help we'll bring some things forward and in Acts chapter twelve. Uh, I, I want you. I'm want, we're going to read some verses, but I want you to hold in your mind uh, the power of unity, the power of love, and how when it looks impossible, the power of unity and the power of love can change the present, even though the past didn't work out the way we wanted it to. Right. Somebody needs to hear that. Don't let your past have any influence or determination on what's going to happen in the future. Because, you know, somebody starts talking faith as the Holy Ghost moves on them, and somebody else, they will judge that and they'll say, Yeah, but. Yeah, "Yeah, but. Don't put a but where there's not a but at. Amen? All right. Acts 12 and 1. Now about the time Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church. That's what we're seeing right now. We're seeing uh, uh, persecution is fixing to come to the church in America like we've never experienced before. With that persecution, there's going to come great growth. And he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And because he saw it, pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then was the days of unleavened bread. The time of Passover. Um. Uh, Verse number 4. And when he had apprehended him, when, when Herod come against Peter and apprehended him, uh, he put him in prison, and he delivered him to the four con, uh, quadrants of soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter, uh, after Passover. This is Pascha. I don't know why they translated Easter. Uh, after Pascha, to bring him forth to the people. Verse number 5. Peter, therefore, was kept in prison... But notice this, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. Now, here's what the devil wants us to do. He wants us to be in the place. Well, I prayed for somebody before and they died. They prayed for James, no doubt. James lost his life. And so so, uh, this prayer of faith, it may work for some people, but it don't work for me. Come on, we, we can't base the future on the past. We can't. We can't ever have the presence and the present of God by looking at what happened in the past. Um, you and I, we don't understand. We don't have the uh, the, the fullness uh, of certain situations unless supernaturally the Spirit of God was to reveal it to us. And so here they are. They're in a place and a position now. Why are we talking about this? Because I want you to see that. Uh, When the church starts looking like Jesus, persecution's coming. See, Peter, he went through some things in his life, and all of a sudden, he starts looking more and more like Jesus to the point that as he walks down the street, when his shadow falls on people, because it's not his shadow, it's the Holy Ghost, the the, the Shekinah glory of the living God that is shining uh, through him, touches people, they're healed, they're delivered. And and so, he, he... Gets to this place in this position, and so he looks like Jesus, and so now uh, they they want to put a stop to what uh, the, the Lord's wanting to do, uh, and he's walking in love. Now think about Peter. All of his life, uh, he was a person who thought about himself. He was a person who had boldness that uh, that bothered uh, other people in the sense that that he stood so strong. Uh, in in what he thinks things are to be, in what he could do or couldn't do, all of these things. We know the story of Peter. And, and so uh, the reason why we're looking at this, I want you to think about how it got to where the whole church, which ha- had grown exponentially up to this point, how they're able to pray the prayer of faith and they're able to love Peter and to pull him from the place of the devil doing what he wanted to do. See, we've got to see that Peter was a real person, just like you've got real people in your life. Peter had denied Jesus Christ thrice, three times, right? He turned his back. And then uh, he even uh, saw Jesus in the upper room. And if you look, then all of a sudden, uh, when things didn't work out during this uh, 40 days while Jesus was still on earth before the ascension, he said, I'm going fishing. In other words, I'm going back to my old way of life. I'm going. I, 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 I'm going to take comfort in my past. We've all done it. Come on now. And and so when he done that, he caused all the apostles to follow him. He caused because he had an anointing of leadership. You've got an anointing of leadership. You do. You're leading somebody whether you know it, whether you recognize it, realize it, understand it or not. You can deny it, but you're leading people. And so, can you imagine the, the, there was an anger towards Peter. There was, a, there was a problem there. And see, that's where we're at in the church today. There, there's been some that have slipped and some that have fell. And the Bible says that love covers a multitude of sins. But if I mention certain names this morning, immediately your mind would go to their sin, not to the grace of God. So, what we've got to do, we've got to say, now, wait a minute. God puts a stop to that. So today, I'm going to put an end to my way of thinking. I'm going to have a sound mind. I'm not going to let my mind go to my past. I'm not going to let my mind go to somebody else's past. But I'm going to walk in this love, this grace. And so, when they come to this place, uh, they were able to pray the prayer of faith. And you know the story here. uh, that, That as they prayed, Peter was delivered. The angel of the Lord went in and got him and brought him out. And we don't have time to look at all that. I wish we did. But let's turn back, if you would, with me to chapter uh, chapter 2. Now, notice it says in Acts chapter 2, verse number 1, we all love this verse. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Now, I want you to think about that. Can you imagine uh, this morning, though you chose to be here, and you're here, and I'm glad you are, uh, If we would be completely honest with each other, I've said some things, you felt some things that we didn't agree with. But uh, when, when Jesus gets us to a place where we get alone with Him and we get alone with one another, all of a sudden we can come together in accord. That doesn't mean we're a cookie-cutter Christian. No, it means that we can have differences of opinion, difference of understanding, but we're one in the Spirit. We're one with the mind of Christ. We're one in the will of what God is wanting to do. Now, hold your place right there and, and, and go with me to Luke chapter 9. I'm trying to, I'm wanting to put something in your heart this morning. In Luke chapter 9, It wasn't just Peter that that, that had some situations in his life. Let's look at James and John. In chapter 9, verse uh, 51, And it came to pass that when the time was come that he, Jesus, should be received of, he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem, and sent messengers before his face, and they went and they entered into a village of the Samaritans to make ready for him. Verse 53, Verse 53, And the Samaritans, they did not receive him because his face, Jesus' face, was as though he would go to Jerusalem. Verse 54. And when his disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, wilt thou that we command fire to come down from heaven and consume them even as Elias or Elijah did? What kind of spirit are we talking about? Now, Elijah did call far down from heaven because he was making a stand against the Baal prophets and the temple prophets, 850 different prophets in the time of Ahab and Jezebel. And they were putting their hand on God's anointed. And and so God was showing them who was in control. So that's a whole different situation. Here, Jesus has got His face toward Jerusalem. And so they they don't... uh, act in a way that James and John think they should. And so they say, should we call far down from heaven? What spirit is that? See, the Galatians chapter 5 tells us that the very first fruit of the Holy Ghost is what? Love. Love. Love covers. So even if they were making a mistake here, if they were walking in love, if they were walking by the power of the Holy Spirit, they wouldn't have judged this. They would have looked at at the situation through the eyes of love. So James and John had some problems. Before uh, uh, John become the apostle of love, he had some situations. And so what I'm trying to say is, there were uh, just like there are situations in your church, in my church, where everybody don't see eye to eye. Come on now. That doesn't mean anything. We can come to the place... By the Holy Spirit, word. the fervent love of God covers a multitude of sins. We don't look at the division. We look at the unifier. We look at Jesus, the one who is putting us together. You and I, we're in the body of Christ together. If we've believed in the heart and confessed with the mouth, Jesus Christ, as our Lord and Savior, we're in His body. Many-member body. He's the head. And I don't know about you, I don't want to start punching my arm... Come on, I don't want to start causing my arm, myself, pain. Well, we cause each other pain. We cause Jesus pain when we don't look at each other through his eyes of love. All right. So the key is walking in this forgiveness. Now go back to Acts. This time go to Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1, Jesus is is fixing to leave. and, And look what he says, what the word says in verse number 3. It says, To whom also He showed Himself, Jesus showed Himself alive after His passion, uh, after what He'd done for us on the cross, His walk in this life, by many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days, the, the number of probation, the number of trial, the number of testing, for forty days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Verse 4. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait, wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, you have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost, not many days hence. Now we know how many days. We know that Jesus, the Bible tells us, that he walked with them for 40 days there. And then they had to tarry... Uh, alone until the day of pentecost and penta meaning 50 so they were 10 days in that place in that church service getting ready for the holy ghost to fall and that that church service was the founding uh, of the church that church service will, uh, we we see three thousand people get saved get born again that's fruit that's fruit. You and I, we see churches closing all over America. Do you realize how many pastors are resigning from the ministry every day? We're in an epidemic proportion. We're in an epidemic, epidemic proportion of seeing churches that are closing because what COVID has done. And, and this message of fear and this message of division and this message of, well, you just need to stay over there and I stay over here. No, we're meant to be together, dang it. I'm just telling you the truth, and it makes me mad that the devil has worked so powerfully and so magnificently to, to keep people in a place where they're afraid to be around each other. Well in the name of Jesus, let's bind the spirit of fear and let's let the Holy Ghost, listen, if I die today, I'm going to die in Jesus. If I live, I'm going to live in Jesus. It doesn't matter. I know where I'm going, and I know what this life is about, and I'm not going to stand in the corner with my nose stuck in the wall and just live and think that's life. No, my life is that Jesus Christ blood bought me, blood washed me. He called me to do something, and I can't do it, hit off in a room somewhere. And the church needs to stand up and say, listen, we're going to have church. We're going to get together. We're going to do what God called us to do. We're going to go into the ends of the world. Amen? Now, I know that that upsets some. But I'm telling you, it doesn't matter what life is about unless we do it. We've got to define what life is. Amen? All right. So for ten days, can you see them? They're in the place where they're, 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 they're waiting for this promise that Jesus said. They're fixing to experience something that had never been experienced before other than the, the kings and, and the priests, uh, the prophets of the Old Testament. And so there they are. And so all of a sudden, as the Spirit of God's moving across them, can you see one of them come up to, 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 to James and say, I know that you said that you wanted the best seat in the house, and that really bothered me. That, that made me mad because you said that you wanted to sit on Jesus's right hand but i understand that you just wanted to be close to jesus i i, I forgive that yeah. they, and, they, and they, they come to John and they say john i i know that you talked about calling far down from heaven and, and you, you you didn't didn't love like like i thought you should and that really bothered me and, and every time you'd talk i i couldn't hear what you were saying because all i could hear was jesus showed me to call far down from heaven Come on now. Don't you understand what the Spirit of God is saying this morning? Yeah. Peter, they say, they come and they come to Peter and they say, Peter, I, I recognize that God uh, has called you because Jesus said in Matthew 16, He said that, that He's going to use you in the founding of the church. And, and He pointed to Himself and He said, Upon this rock, Peter, you're going to be a piece of it and, and you're, you're going to be used in the founding of the church. And, see, and so they were able, Peter, I forgive you. I forgive you for leading everybody astray. Come on now. now I, this, I, I can feel this now. That by the Holy Ghost, there's people that's listening online. And they're in a place of great stress. They're in turmoil. They're in division. You're, this morning, if you be honest with God, if you'll be honest with yourself, there's some dividing in your own life that Jesus Christ wants to meet and take care of today. Yes. Today. Yes. So after that 10 days is fulfilled. Oh, and, and we in and, and, and go back to acts chapter two and, and look what it says in uh P- peter says uh verse number fourteen uh acts two and fourteen but peter standing up with the eleven come on that 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 means they were in perfect unity right. no more division when you and i can stand up in unity great things happen because we we we've Finish the forgiveness. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, You men of Judea, and all you that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you, and hearken to my words. For these are not drunken, as you suppose. They had a sound mind. They were not under the influence of the outside anymore, but they're under the influence of the Holy Ghost on the inside. Seeing that it is but the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, where we're at, where are we at? "...saith God, I will pour out of my Spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy." Women can preach. Women can teach. "...and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens I will pour out in those days of my Spirit, and they shall prophesy." And I will show signs and wonders in heaven above, and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness, and the moon into blood, before the great and notable day of the Lord come. Why is all that going to happen? Verse 21. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord might be saved. Shall be saved. How they're going to be saved? Romans ten tells us. How can they hear the message except there be a preacher? The church is the preacher. It's not the person standing behind the pulpit. It's the church. The church. We've got to go forth in power, and we've got to let God finish the forgiveness in our own life. Let let us see that that the vengeance is on Jesus, not on us. We're not going to put vengeance on anybody, and we're going to do what God would have us to do. In closing, look at the book of Haggai. I'll let you go. And we'll work on this later. Look at verse number 8 and 9. Verses 8 and 9. Haggai 2, 8 and 9. The silver is mine, and the gold is mine, saith the Lord of hosts. Now, because he's talking about building a temple that they didn't have no respect to. Because it wasn't going to look like the temple of Solomon. But see, God's building a temple in these last days. It is a temple of His church that is a group of people. And look what He promises us. Verse number 9. Haggai 2 and 9. The glory of this latter house. From the Greek, it's the last house. I mean, from the Hebrew, say, I'm the the last house. Come on now. The glory of this latter house shall be greater than the former, saith the Lord of hosts. And in this place will I give peace, that's Jesus saith the Lord of hosts. Come on. The latter house. The last house. We are the house. We're the temple of the Holy Ghost. And when you and I walk and live in forgiveness and the love of God is manifested in our life, then... There's going to be signs and wonders. There's going to be revelation of Jesus. There's going to be hurts and heartaches. There's going to be divisions that's going to be swallowed up and people are going to come together and they're going to say, I want what they got. I'm going to call on the name of the Lord that they called upon and I'm going to find the same salvation, the same forgiveness. Amen. There's a devout atheist. Her name is uh, Magita Lansky. She was... a Uh, Of Jewish descent, but she was a devout atheist. And if you look, she has uh, had a great impact on our language with the Oxford Dictionary, and she has many writings, many works. But toward the end of her life, she made this statement. And this statement was, she said, even though I don't believe, I'm very jealous of quote-unquote Christians because they have somebody to go to To ask for forgiveness. And I don't. And I don't. See this morning you and I. We have the throne of grace. But the Bible says. That you and I are to come boldly. Under the throne of grace. To find help. In the time of need. Now this morning I asked you to consider everything that the Spirit of God has been saying by His Word, but I want you to consider what the Holy Spirit is speaking to your spirit and and respond accordingly. I believe with all of my heart that you're not here. I'm not here by accident, but this is a divine appointment for God to do something in your life, in my life. And if we'll take heed to what He would want to do in our life, we can see amazing things happen. But you've got to be willing to take him at his word and to cast away, cast aside, lay down everything else. Father, in Jesus' name, I plead the blood of Jesus over my own life, over every person here, on every person that's listening online. I know that there's people listening online this morning. They need prayer. And so uh, we, we pray for them as well. And, we, and if there's anything we can do, we ask that you would make a divine connection there. But for those who are in this physical building this morning, I ask that you would touch and draw. And in the name of Jesus, I bind every hindering spirit, every lying spirit. And I ask that just the Holy Ghost of compassion, the Holy Ghost of love, the seven spirits of God would come upon every one of us. Help us lay down every weight that would so easily beset us the, the weight and the sin. Let us lay those things aside and, and come into that place of, of grace and mercy. Let us be able to see what the enemy's working. And let us pull from you what you would have for us. Touch and draw right now. We ask you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Would you come this morning? Would you come and make yourself an altar here? Make yourself an altar church here, whatever you feel like. But would you just call on the name of the Lord? When Old Testament, New Testament, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, Old Testament shall be delivered. New Testament shall be saved. It means the same thing. Would you call out on him this morning and come to a new place of grace and mercy in your life? And don't leave after the altar service. Uh, the, The Hope Center has a message they want to share with us. And so you stay around and hear what they've got to say. But would you come this morning and help us, let us pray with you? Or would you make us a place in in, in the altar of your heart with the Lord? I want you to leave here, and I want you to think about how you were hurt the worst in your life. And I want you to be able to look at that person and see the cross of Jesus. I want you to be able to look at that person and see the Spirit of God uh, be able to cover all of those things. that would be an open door for the devil to hurt you and hinder you. And today, say, today I'm putting an end to it. In Jesus' name. Not by my own accord, my own doing, but by the grace of the living God. Hallelujah. Let it be in Jesus' name.